Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fitness Canner Podcast. Jonathan Smith, co-founder of Jonathan AI, and that does stand for Artificial Intelligence, joins us today on the podcast. Uh, what Jonathan AI is, is a mobile fitness companion that is designed to motivate uh, its users and keeps them accountable by, sin- by checking in on the progress, giving nutrition advice, and, uh, and a lot more, and does it all through text message. And I think that's obviously something that all of us is, are very familiar with. If you're not, then something's probably wrong with you. But uh, Jonathan will be able to tell us a lot more about, about how he uh, thought of Jonathan AI, why it's uh, coming to the point it is, and how it can help a lot of people, I think. So, Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure, man. So we got linked up through... Uh, a mutual friend of ours, and I'm glad he did because I think you got a really unique story and and a cool background. So tell us a little more, a little bit more about uh, yourself and how you got started, and then we can kind of dive into Jonathan AI. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm originally from this area in Cincinnati, and uh, spent probably the first uh, you know sort of eight ten years of my career in market research, which I sort of fell into. Um, and my I don't have a I mean I'm building a technology product, but that's not my background. My background is, you know, philosophy and political science and economics and the humanities, that sort of thing. Uh, but, you know, through my career so far, I've done a lot of market research, which is a lot of trying to figure out what people are really struggling with and what might really solve that problem for them. And technology, I worked for a, a, a church here locally in Cincinnati, uh, Crossroads, which we just found out is the, uh, the fourth largest church in the country, um, building uh, technology for them that helps solve a very particular problem, which was, uh, okay, we have all these people who are not physically near us, our buildings, our resources, who still want to be connected to our community, uh, experience the growth that you can experience through community. How do we, you know, translate our physical experiences into digital experiences that they can enjoy? Uh, which was an amazing problem to work on. I worked there for for three years. Their team is amazing there. Um, But then really kind of caught the itch that I've been catching over and over and over again to translate a personal experience I had uh, into an experience other people could have. Um, I'm one of the, you know, I mean, statistically, I'm one of the lucky few who set out to change the way they were shaped, you know, their, their body composition and succeeded. Most people, I mean, you know this, most people statistically fail. Right. Um, and uh, that was me. I mean, every year for six years since high school, I've, you know, I, I think I made it through P90X halfway six times. Uh, you know, <laughs> like every, every year, this, you know, this is the year, this is the year, this is the year. And I've been like, I am, I think driven, hardworking person. I'm well-educated. I am, you know, upper middle class. There is no reason I should, you know, fail. I, I have more advantages than most people on earth. 
And yet still I failed over and over and over and over again. And then one year, this was 2013, four years ago, um, I succeeded. I, I, at the beginning of that year, I was carrying 20 pounds more fat and 20 pounds less muscle. To lose, to cut 20 pounds of fat and put on 20 pounds of muscle in a year for somebody like me, who's, you know, five, six and, you know, 155, uh, 155 pounds, like that's an incredible transformation. Not to mention what I learned about myself, the way my confidence grew, the way I approach life now, everything's different as a result of finally achieving a goal I, I, I failed at. And for me, it came down to, you know, from a mission perspective, really settling down and saying, okay, why is it that I succeeded where other people and almost everyone I know has failed? And it's not because of me. It's because someone helped me. Um, someone took time and invested in me, met me where I was, didn't give me a program, but like invited me onto a journey. And what I would describe my experience over the year 2013, not as a, I got in shape, but I went on a journey that changed my entire life, starting with my body. Um, and what I realized through that is that a lot of the, the way the, the fitness, nutrition, diet, uh, you know, health in a sense, a lot of the way those industries are set up, uh, at least I experienced, are somewhat antagonistic to my success and to your success and to, you know, your listeners success. Um, they're, they're not really built to help. They're kind of built to capitalize, um, to kind of sell you on a promise and kind of leave you hanging. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I love P90X. It's great, but it did not solve my problem because there is no, in my experience, there is no DVD that will help you change your life. Um, and there is no, there is no, you know, 30 day fix, 20 day program, 60 day cleanse, you know, that's going to, that's going to actually change the way you think about yourself and the way that you, the way that you approach life. And so really all I'm doing is trying to translate my experience into something other people can, can experience and hopefully something a lot of people can experience. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> you brought up a good point because like the whole, the whole P90X thing, you know, those kind of programs, those kind of, and I'm not going to call them a gimmick because I know people who have done it and it works. Um, you know, any kind of long-term program like that is going to work if you have the motivation, right? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you have yeah. the motivation to get out of bed and, and, and do those kind of things, you know, those kind of things are, are good for some and it might work for most of the people who actually use it. <laughs> And you know you have yeah. to have all your. I think you have to have all your systems in place. It's not just it's not just the DVD. It's not just the uh, the the program. Whatever you're on, it's your entire it's your entire um, livelihood and what you have set up around you. You're, it's a system in place that you have. You, know, you could ha you could have the the best trainer in the world, but if you if you go home and you're just defeated every time you walk in your door because your family, you know, just all all they want to do is eat fried chicken all day or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. it's, you know, you're probably going to, to run into some roadblocks or, or, or fail, you know, I mean, th those things just happen. But so talk a little bit more about the person who got you on the journey, because when you and I first spoke, it was pretty powerful. And I don't want to leave that out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'll, I'll take you back. This was New Year's Eve of 2012. So, you know, this is like, 
five hours away from the beginning of 2013. And I've been doing something each year where I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick something to focus on this year. One year I did a bunch of, you know, I, I wanted to read more. So I read more typical New Year's resolution thing. And I was, uh, I was hanging out with my buddy, Jason. as a guy I went to high school with. And uh, we, at, at that time, were, uh, we were roommates. And uh, he had just quit his job in software consulting. And so we were kind of talking about our, our next year, 2013. What's it going to be about? What are we going to do? And uh, I was explaining, you know, well, I, I think this is the year I really want to, like, you know, I really want to get in shape. I really want to, like, uh, be fit. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm fit. And he's a, he's a fit guy. He's like, fitness. Okay, well, you know, uh, so, I mean, like, cardio, you want to, like, go, you know, running, cardio. You want to be, like, you know, uh, let's do, we could do a marathon. You could train for a marathon. I'm like, oh, no, 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 that's the last thing I want in the world. And then he's like, okay, uh, well, well, what, uh, well, what about, uh, you know, like we could, we could tr- train it for, like, a tough mutter. Like, you know, you could be, like, you know kind of the army strong feel, you know, like, and I'm like, ah, I mean, I, I don't know, like, you know, I, I don't know that I am afraid of that, but it doesn't sound like a thing I want. And so he started engaging with me in a way no one had done before, which was uh, asking me really, what is it that I wanted? Because what I had told him fit was what I thought I was supposed, supposed to want. Mm. And he recognized that immediately and said, if you set off to accomplish somebody else's goal, you are going to fail. And that was what he said, you know, more or less verbatim. Like, you need to figure out what it is that you actually want. Only that will sustain you through difficulty. Right. Having a clear picture. I, I once heard uh, an old boss of mine described a vision as a, as a picture of the future that produces passion. And, like, you need an image in your head, an idea, a thought, a statement, something that drives you forward. And so when we actually, you know, debated about that back and forth, it came down to, uh, I want to look like a badass. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm like. I, I hate how I look. I, I, when I close my eyes and think about my future and all the things I want to accomplish and the family I want to have and the work I want to do, the main thing that stands out to me is that guy in my future doesn't look like me. He looks a lot better. He looks stronger. Hmm. You know, he looks leaner. Um, I got to tackle that first before I tackle anything else. And we got to a goal that we thought was good. We went through a process. We described it in, you know, engineering detail, like, I want to be this shape, literal shape, a shape you can measure. This is the shape I want to be. And he's like, well, you know, I know how to do that. Um, I'm going to make your goal my goal. I'm going to help you get there. And I was like, oh, well, well, thank you. I, you know, you don't have to do that. He's like, no, I, I believe, I, I want to help you. I love you. I want to help you. Um, and literally for the next, there were four months between when he, uh, between that moment and when he literally left to go become a Green Beret, he got in the US, the US Army Special Forces <laughs> and went to go become a Green Beret. So this is a guy that, that cared about fitness um, and, and toughness um, and, and had a lot of experience in the gym. And because he was personally training for his big challenge, but on top of that, he more or less made it his full-time job to get me where I was going. Um, and that is a lot different than what I experienced in the past with personal trainers I had worked with or with P90X or, you know, with a diet program or with anything, even having a gym buddy, a good one. This was different. This was someone saying, I am your guide for the journey and you are the hero and you will win because I am with you. Um, that was a, a much different experience for me and incredibly valuable. I mean, like I, I don't, I am not where I am today. I'm not having this conversation. I'm not building the team that I'm building, the product that I'm building unless he invested, unless he invested in me the way that he did. Right. 
So how did the transformation come between that, like that moment? What was the story like from, you know, whatever it was, January 1, or whenever you guys started to today, to well, Jonathan AI is, is actually, you know, starting to become a reality? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you go through, you know, I, I, the way I'm wired, the way I'm built, you know, I, I can't just leave well enough alone. I have to be thinking about how to systemize, systematize something or how to describe it in simpler terms or how to engineer it for other people. Um, so the, the minute I got to a point in my journey where I felt comfortable, I started training my friends. Um, and then, you know, the gym went from a place that I absolutely hated and actually told Jason at the beginning of the journey, I will never go to. I will do whatever you want me to do. I will run. I will we'll do tires. We'll, we'll do like we'll do pull-ups on the monkey bars. We'll, but I hate the gym. I will never go there. Um, to now, I, I probably go to if, if I told you how often I go to the gym, you would tell me I'm overtraining and I should go less. Um, you know, so like I uh, complete transformation. And so I got to experience firsthand as you know, sort of a a, a growing and developing like product manager, which is what I was you know, sort of doing at the time and had done in the past jobs. I get to experience firsthand the difficulty of making that kind of change. And some things are hard because they're hard and some things were unnecessarily hard. The gym is an unnecessarily intimidating and hateful place. Right. Um, it doesn't need to be. And it is. I just told my co-founder today, like uh, the gym, cause uh, she, she went to the gym today and I'm like, why is it so awful in there? <laughs> I was like, especially for a woman, it's, I, I can't even begin to like understand how much more terrible it is for a female um, to try to get in shape at a gym by herself. And uh, I was like, well, you know, it's a terrible place because all the people we want to help aren't in there. Like the people who are in there are the people who are oblivious to intimidation and shame and, you know, and the noises they are making themselves as they lift weights. Um, so the, uh, I got to experience a lot of the personal pain. I'm not so far away from my own journey to forget what it was like when I walked into the gym and felt like an idiot. Yep. Like you, you cross the threshold and you feel inferior. Yeah, you're right, cagey. Right. You're anxious. You feel like you don't belong. You feel like everybody's looking at you and they clearly aren't. You feel like, you know, they, they're going to know that I'm dumb. They're going to, you know, it, it's almost as if I walked in the gym and everybody stood up, turned around and said, go home. What are you doing here? And like that, while that is not what happened, that feeling is real. Um, and as I work with more people and train more people, that's a feeling many people have. Um, and you don't overcome that uh, on your own. And I didn't. I had somebody go to the gym, you know, with me or like, well, hey, just do, go without me tomorrow, but just do this and tell me how it went, you know. And so I got to experience things that worked and things didn't. I made a bunch of mistakes. I you know, lost five pounds of the muscle I gained by cutting too many calories. You know, I made every mistake in a book. Um, and I tried every gimmick and, you know, I got so excited and I tried everything and, you know, some things worked, some things didn't. But mostly I remembered you know, the time I was working in a market research firm that specializes in empathy, meaning spending a really long time with an individual to figure out what truly motivates them, what keeps them up at night, um, what are their hopes and their fears and their dreams. And uh, that is, you know, what over time I felt like the fitness industry is not addressing is the emotional. And I mean, I would even venture to say the spiritual journey of trying to change fundamentally what you are and who you are and how you act and how you interact with the world. Um, 
And so, uh, you know, I began thinking about this idea back in 2013, um, which started as like an app to help people navigate the gym better, take some of the guesswork out. I mean, you and I both know a, a lot of nutrition and a lot of exercise. It's a lot of math and it's not hard math. Um, you know, once you, once you realize, you know, how the formulas work, but, uh, I, I've probably thought about just dropping everything and building this thing I'm building now twice a year for the past four years. Um, but it, there finally came a time, uh, you know, earlier this year where I said, it's now or never, you know, I have to, it's not, a, I want to go do this. Now it is, I have to go do this. And thankfully, I didn't go earlier because the experiences I've had, the connections I've made, and quite frankly, the people I have trained, the other people whose journey I've been blessed to participate in are incredibly fundamental to what we're building now. Um, th those stories and those experiences are what have led for some of the design, you know, led to some of the design decisions we've made, right. um, including the decision to, to, to interact at least initially entirely via text message. Um, because in my experience, uh, that is an overlooked communication medium, uh, uh, in the fitness space. Uh, so yeah. Well, it, I'm gonna, so I want to cycle back again because what you said about, you know, going into the gym and having people, you know, stare you down, like, what are you doing here? I mean, it, it, un, it's like, a, it's the weirdest thing. It's a place where you go to better yourself. And this is not uh -huh. across the board. This is not like a blanket statement because there are, there are a right. lot of places that I, I know that you can go into and the people there know you're, it's a, it is a good community, right? They, yeah. They, yeah. If they recognize that you are a beginner or need some help, they're not afraid to come and say, Hey, do you need a spot? Hey, uh, here's, I know how to do that a little bit better or whatever. But there are places that it's almost like a, it's like a marking ground. It's like dogs have walked in and just pissed everywhere. And they've said, this is my <laughs> yeah. territory and yeah. you don't belong here. All of these weights yeah. on this rack are mine. You can go away. Yeah. And there, unfortunately yeah. there are places yeah. like that. And, and you know uh, what's funny is, is I have, I have met those guys. Yeah. I uh, not, not in my first year, not in my second year, but when I finally realized, Oh, I belong here too. I have just as much right to these weights as you do. And I interact with some of those giant guys. They're the nicest guys on earth. They may not be, a, a, you know, they may not be really, really sensitive to what you're going through. Right. But they're not mean. They don't hate you. But there is an environment and a stigma, a, sort of a cultural feeling of that guy who is bigger than me must be mean. You know, like the only reason him to be that large must be because he's, you know, better than me and stronger than me. Um, and it's a, it is a, it's a mind game that I don't know where we got it from. It might be wired into us from birth. I don't to, know. You know, to, to, to have that sort of, you know, or at least taught to us over time that, you know, it, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's funny. I, I, uh, beginning of this project that, you know, this, this sort of, you know, we're in like a product pilot currently. And we did some interviews with guys. We recruited people to be a part of our product, experience it, let us know what they think. Um, and we, before we started, again, having a background in market research, we did big, long, you know, life interviews with them. Who are you? What do you care about? What's your fitness journey? And, you know, what are your opinions? What are your experiences? As part of it, we asked them, you know, kind of their thoughts about a CrossFitter. You know, describe a CrossFitter to me. Describe a bodybuilder to me. Describe a personal trainer to me. And I, ironically, 
people don't actually have a bad opinion of bodybuilders, of the giant guys. They, they don't understand him or her and why they're doing what they're doing, but they at least have some respect for like, man, you wanted something and you apparently got it. You, you must work really hard for that. You know, you must, you must be very intense. You must have no fun. You must pack all your meals in Ziploc, in Ziploc containers, you know? Right. But the people, the lowest opinion in the room, and this is, you know, saying nothing about you and your profession, but I'm talking about like the, not to name names, but like, you know, it rhymes with Schmelle Fitness. Um, and they like, they, those trainers um, are the people least well regarded by the average, you know, American. Um, I don't know why, I don't exactly why I have lots of theories, but it's funny. Well, the people who are there to help you are the people who you least want to help you or yeah. have the lowest opinion of, you know, I think that it's, which is why I don't think it's the people, I don't think it's the guy deadlifting five, you know, like, like 500 pounds. I don't think it's that guy. That's not what makes it intimidating. It's this environment of everybody here with a, with a shirt on, you know, with a, with an official company shirt on is trying to sell me something. That's it. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's to me, it, I really don't think people are the problem. I think it's these companies that have sort of been lulled into a sense of complacency because they can make their money and they make a lot of money. Um, whether or not you get to your goals in fitness, they say like, get a, have a free personal, you know, a free fit. I heard it in the gym today, you know, sign up now for your free fitness assessment. They're marketing this over the loudspeakers in the room. Uh, learn how you can get to your, your goals faster. Well, that's not true at all. That, that's not what they're selling at all. They're just trying to lock you into a fit, uh, to personal training contract. Right. Um, and it's a hard, I don't know if you've ever been into one. It's a hard sell, man. Yeah. It is, it is like timeshares. Like it is, it is that intense. It is that condescending. You know, it is, it is a really, really, what I would call a consumer antagonistic model that they are running. Well, what happens is in those, in those kind of situations is they get you to say yes so many times that eventually you end up saying yes to their contract. And yeah. for yeah. those yeah. people who don't know in LA fitness or urban active kind of situations, uh, you have three days to get out of those after you sign the contract. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. there, there are, it, those things are ironclad. But I think it's, you know, you brought up an interesting conversation, an interesting topic. Um, <clears throat> it's not necessarily the people, but it's the companies. But it's, yeah. for, for, those, for the certain type of person to be very successful, you have to be a certain way. Uh, you have to have a certain look and you have to have a certain hard sell. And, you know, you're, you're, those people aren't necessarily targeting the, the 60 to like 80 year olds who are coming in just to get in general, you know, health and, and uh, to, to remain stronger, to be, get more mobile, just to live a better life. Those aren't the people they're going after. And unfortunately, I think those are the people like the baby, the baby boomer population that uh, have this like 90s realm of fitness in their mind. And they come mm. into these places and it's a combination of maybe they don't get enough attention. The attention they get is, is unwanted or they do see the guy deadlifting 500 pounds that is intimidating. Regardless or not, if the person looks intimidating, 
the act of that might be ingrained like that's right. fitness and I don't want that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and unfortunately the, these places that are built on good intentions that are, are uh, these mega gyms or even small places like that I'm a part of, um, I hear it a lot. And maybe you do, you do too. People say I need to get in shape before I go to the gym. I need to get in shape before I eat a certain yeah. way. I, I need, it's like, these are the places where you can or should be able to come to do those things, but you think you need to be a certain way before you go there. And, and that's right. super unfortunate. And, um, well, you know, it's the, well, I mean, I was, we we're just talking, the team is just talking today about, you know, uh, planet fitness. I've never, I've never walked into a planet fitness. Um, but you know, they're, they're sort of marketing on the, Hey, there's, there's, you know, put in different term. Hey, there's no assholes here. Here, the, Hey, there's, you know, there's no meatheads here. Um, you know, there's nobody dropping weights. And I'm like, I, I value that. I applaud them for their marketing. And also sometimes you need to drop weight. <laughs> like, like it, it's a, it's a, I, I dislike almost like the consumer model of fitness. Fitness is not a product that I can consume. There are no fitness products. You know what I mean? Like there are tools yeah, I get it. and equipment, I get it. there's apparel, but there, but like you the can't be a consumer a product. You can't be a consumer of your own personal transformation. Right. You can be on a, that's why I like the journey language. Like it is a journey. You're going to fight a dragon and cross a river and, you know, come face to face with yourself. Really? You know, like that's the, it will be hard. It will be difficult, yeah. but most important things that are worth doing are difficult. Right. And in my experience, what's been remarkable to me is like, I came into this, you know, this new venture, uh, Jonathan AI with a lot of assumptions about people. A fundamental belief in people's ability to change, but I believe that I was going to need to convince people, hey, listen, guys, there's no quick fix. There's no 30-day plan. You know, you, it takes time. And before I could open my mouth to say any of that, everybody we interviewed said, I want a lifestyle. I don't want a program. I want a transformation. I just want to go on a journey. I just, you know, I want something sustainable that I can do for the long haul. I want to be learning and growing. Right. So what's funny to me is the thing that the fitness and diet industries, like exercise industries, are selling is not even the thing that people want. It's just the only thing they know they can have. Um, it's funny. Nobody believes any of the claims. It, it, in like, No one believes that they're going to look like the guy in the P90X video, really. Um, but all that they know that's available to them is P90X. I I got into my, I had my transformation by call it luck, call it a blessing, call it, you know, uh, goodwill. You know, I had a great friend who invested in me and there are a lot of ways that that could have not happened, but, but the stars aligned and it worked. Um, but people feel like they have to go alone on their journey. Right. Um, and so they do, they try and they fail and they, they just, ah, oh, you know, maybe next year. Um, you know, but these, this, you know, you know, I, you and I have talked about this. I could go on and on and on about, uh, the system is, is really broken and it's a cliche in the startup world to say an industry is broken. Um, but I've never encountered an industry more against, you know, their own consumer. And what's remarkable is even these personal trainers that we've briefly made fun of now, I've met some of them like at Kroger, they're great people. 
But the minute you get them in that environment, yeah. all of their incentive structure is to take what they is to keep what they kill and take what they can. Right. And yep. get in more, sell more people, see more people, work longer hours. And I know you've got a lot of you've got a lot of clients. You're a high performing trainer. And also, if you had twice as many, most of the people would get a, a lesser experience of you because you'd be spread too thin. Right. It's really similar to what we see in, in healthcare. There are, there are actually clinical studies showing that when a doctor spends more time, time with you, asks you questions, listens to you, and is nice to you, the pills they prescribe you are more effective. Not because you take them more often. It's because literally care has a value. Care has an outcome. Um, but similarly, in the, in the fitness, anything appointment-based like personal training or physical therapy or a doctor, the incentive structure is such that if I see more people, I get more money. So the pressure from on high comes down. Spend less time with your people. Take more appointments. Right. Exactly. Commoditize more. Standardize more. Uh, novelty. Sell something new. Don't sell the thing that works. Get them in the door with the ropes now. Like I, I've been in this gym long enough to be like, oh, I guess this week it's ropes. Next week, it will be TRX, and the next week, it will be the ab roller again. Oh, the ab roller's coming back. You know, That's like, exactly it's, right. It's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, there's the kettle, a, it's the kettlebell. It's the yeah, kettlebells. Yeah. Kettlebells have been around. You know how old a dumbbell? The, 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 <laughs> first, the first recorded dumbbell was in the 1300s. Okay? Uh, I, I believe it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so when people, and I'm going to get off on a tangent, but when people like, look yeah. at a, people look at a machine and they think, well, that's so outdated. No, that is the actual newest form of technology and fitness that we actually have. But because all these other things are coming back around, you know, we're not being fed what actually works. Like you, like you mentioned, we're being fed what's new, what's flashy. Here's what here's what uh tony horton does so this, this must work first of all yeah. tony horton if tony horton there's no doubt about the guy is genetically gifted but he also puts in a ton of work and he has Absolutely. great nutrition probably gets great sleep i mean why wouldn't you if you're sleeping on a bed uh, with also, his, much money? his job is his job is to work out Let's right yes no, but like, but yeah. if if you saw a person that was built like even me or you or just the average Joe who just wants to get stronger doing that program, you think, oh, that's a joke. Even though there are sound yeah. principles behind what they're doing. Right. So Well, this is, the, this is just like the celebrity trainer thing. So, so what I tell, yeah. you know, part of my job is to pitch investors. And, you know, one of the things we say is like, oh, no, 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 no. There are incredible personal trainers mm -hmm. who can personally guarantee to you, not just say, I'm going to help you every way I can, but guarantee an outcome. They work for movie studios, right? Because the movie studio can afford to pay their entire salary right. to make sure that Christian Bale looks like Batman. Because yeah. there is a great economic value to the studio to not having to do so much CGI. You know, the 300 right. workout. Like we talk about, I'm, I remember when the 300 workout. You know, the old uh, the uh, yeah, I remember. Uh, I forget the director, but 300, all the ripped guys. You know, and there's a, undoubtedly a lot of CGI in that. But those guys got in great shape too. Um, and there was all this fervor in the fitness industry about their workout as if the workout was what made them get in shape, not right. the fact that it was their job to show up. They were being paid to show up to have yep. someone who, who looked at them individually, give them individual advice, individual help and worked with them for a long time 
to make sure they got where they were going. Yeah. If those guys all had full-time jobs, that trainer's approach would have been entirely different. Entirely, entirely different. No doubt if about those it. guys had issues at home, if those guys had nutritional things, if those guys were, were coming no, in overweight or coming it. in with an injury. They, yeah. But here's the thing. They either would have been cut from the project or that guy would have given them, that trainer would have given them different advice, different attention. But what yeah. happens is the celebrity trainers, they – they get paid because they guaranteed a result in a narrow set of circumstances engineered to make the, make the outcome happen in a short period of time right. because it was worth it. And then they turn around and sell that workout as if the program is what, is what caused the transformation. Yeah. Which yeah. Do, patently, <laughs> provably false. Yeah. Do, do this workout. Yeah. Work, work your desk job for 10 hours a day. Try to get off work at a decent time to go to the gym. Do this yeah. grueling ass workout with zero supervision. Go home, eat a shitty meal, and yeah. try to have a family life. Try to spend time with your kids. Get six hours of sleep. Get up. Get yeah. your kids off to school. Work your freaking job. I get. Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah. I mean, it's, I, it's just not. It's yeah. I, I don't want to get off. You too are much setting of, people up for failure. Yeah. Hundred percent. I don't want to get off too yeah. much of a of a track, but. So tell us more. Tell us exactly what Jonathan AI is, because we we've we've dabbled around with it. Yeah. So, yep. so so tell us exactly. You know, you you hit your spot where you want to reach more people. You want to help more people, and go. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so, put simply, we're building a, a better personal trainer. Um, we're building a personal trainer that lives in the same world that you do, um, and. Quite frankly, your, your trainer should not be, uh, and I mean, I know I'm treading on your ground as well here, but, but a trainer, in my opinion, should not be a guy that you see once a week. Um, a trainer should be a relationship that you value and somebody you will listen to and somebody who knows you. Um, and the most valuable relationships in my life are reflected in my text threads. That's not to say I build relationships in text threads, but I certainly maintain relationship in my text threads. If you looked at the text threads I have on my phone right now, the people I'm texting, those are the people that I want to hear from, and then I value hearing from them, and I value communicating with them. Um, and we realized, like, the, the model of I see you once a week. I mean, I, I know you, you struggle with this as well. Like, how much can you really do? You can, you can give them a great workout. You can give them advice. But they're going to encounter every barrier outside of that session. Yeah. Um, and, and it's difficult to be available to them. So uh, what we're building, we're trying to flip the model on its head and see what happens. So we're creating a trainer that actually has no physical form. There is no, there is no guy you show up to and work out with the gym. By living in your text threads, in your emails, in your social media apps, by just being just like any other person you trust and interact with in your life, we can be everywhere with you. And we can be there in those moments you need help. I don't know how to enter this food in my meal tracker. I just had this injury. What do I do? Um, I, I have a lunch meeting tomorrow. <laughs> we're going to Dewey's. <laughs> we're going to have pizza. What do I eat? You know, we're, we're trying to show up in real life with people. So, I mean, from a user's perspective, you sign up and we start texting you. Your trainer is Jonathan. It's me. Um, and we converse every day. You know, we've, we've, we uh, are just about to finish our product uh, pilot, sort of like a beta test of our product. And we've exchanged about 5,000 text messages uh, with our, you know, 30 or so beta users. So this is an active relationship. 
uh, we are getting to know each other and, and, and I am giving you specific advice for your life. I am giving you days off when you need them. Uh, I am, uh, I am helping you navigate your situation specifically as it pertains to a gym. What equipment does your gym have? What, you know, are you going on a business trip? Well, great. We should adapt. Um, are you, are you going on vacation next week? Well, great. Let's talk about what you might do on vacation. Or maybe I just decide that you should just have vacation and we should pick back, pick up when you get back home. Um, we're trying to overcome all the lies that people hear about uh, exercise and nutrition. One being that like, Hey, if you mess up once you're done, that's kind of right. implicit in every diet and exercise program. You can't take a day off. And it's, it's, it's also, present in like the fitness blogger Instagram model world, you know, like all the never skip meals. You can skip yeah. meals. It's okay. We'll talk about it. Uh, you know, you know, uh, no uh, days off work hard. No days off. Like, no, you should absolutely have some days off. <laughs> right. It's, uh, it's, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to bring the best of what, it, uh, of what we know about what really works and not just fitness and nutrition, but also behavior change and transformation. And, you know, um, slow change, being able to change your life slowly over time to the people who really need it, um, which are the people like you and me who have jobs, you know, <laughs> like, and like, and you know, the people, the average person does not have a lot of time right now that can carve out of their week to devote to fitness and nutrition. So starting them on the, the whole 30 right now, like everybody I know who's been on the whole 30 after the 30 days, they go back to eating whatever they're eating before. Yeah. They have learned some, they've experienced something with changes don't stick because you can't just, you can't modify everything in your life today or tomorrow. So what we're trying to do is, in, is meet people where they are, both in terms of, Hey, I like to communicate via text message. So that's where I'm going to be training you is in text message. Um, we're also trying to meet people where they are in terms of their current level of knowledge, their current level of fitness and their, the current amount of effort they can put against this. My goal is not that you have a transformed body in 30 days. My goal is in one year, you're still moving forward. And you can look back and say, I've made one year of progress. Um, yeah, huge. I mean, really, it's, it, it's about, when I say it's about relationship, this is not a chat bot. I am actually trying to build a relationship with you to the point where you trust Jonathan AI, you laugh at my jokes, you know, and you, and you feel like I'm actually encouraging you and helping you. And you have a, I want everyone to be able to say, there is somebody in my life who is helping me reach my fitness goals. Um, and unfortunately right now, most people can't say that. Yeah. Either they can't afford it or they don't have time or they've just become convinced that change is not possible. And I'm here to say that, you know, that's absolutely possible, but you need help. Um, and if I can be that help for you, that's the dream is that as many people as possible all across the world can experience the transformation that I experienced. Um, you know, male, female, young, old, we just want to help people reach their goals and we don't want to give up on them because there's an industry that, that is perfectly willing to give up on you. And they've, they've built a system that they can get rewarded even if they do give up on you. Um, and quite frankly, they're, they're very also very willing to blame you for it. Um, well, you just weren't driven enough. You just, you just took a day off, you know, you just weren't disciplined enough and that's bullshit. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm the only difference between me again, the only difference between me and all of my friends and all the people in the world who have tried and failed 
um, it, is that I had help. I was really fortunate. And I'm just trying to, to share that good fortune with as many other people as I can. Well, I think that's definitely, I mean, unfortunately, I'm, I, you know, I'm in that industry. And uh, you know, when, I, when I talk to people about what I do for a living, <clears throat> you, know, you get a lot of different kind of questions. You get a lot of different kind of um, attitudes about it. Immediately, people are like, well, I know I need to get back in the gym. I need to. Yeah. There's, the, there's always that, that underlying reason, but you're right. I mean, and I think I'm very fortunate to work in, in the type of environment that I do work in. It's a private trading studio. So number one, yeah. the people that go there are, I, I don't even want to say they're self-motivated because they know if they have an appointment, regardless, they will get charged. So there is a financial yeah, yeah. backing to it, right? But yeah they also know exactly who they're going to. They're coming to see me. And if I can't mm -hmm. build a relationship with them and they don't feel comfortable coming to that place, then they're gone. That, I mean, that's, I don't want to say that's, that may, might be 50% of it. Um, yeah. And the other, the other, the other part is you have to deliver a product and the product is partially you and the product is partially the training keep people safe, yeah. make sure they're making progress. It doesn't have to be, you know, like you said, the 30 days thing, throw that out the window. This is a lifelong thing. Like I told you, I want to train people until I can no longer train anymore. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so for, for people who are out there who maybe think, uh, you know, having a trainer is not really for me. I don't want to have an appointment. My, or, you know, they can't have an appointment because their, their, their schedule is too crazy. It's, it's very unflexible. Um, they, don't want, they don't like the idea of having someone just watch them. Maybe they're feeling judged. Something like this is, yeah. is very doable. It's very, yeah. it's very rational. It's very well thought out. It's very programmed. It's specific to the individual. Um, you know, when you type up, when, a, when the user types a message like, hey, I'm not really feeling into it today, they're not going to get like, you know, a candid message saying, yeah, Oh, yeah. you can, you can do it, buddy. Just get in there and go talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to be a relationship yeah. where it's, you're going to say, well, that's okay. What's going on? You know, and yeah. X, Y, Z, yeah. like that, like down the road. And I think that's Absolutely. what people really need to understand. People need to understand this is not a, a cookie cutter program. There, Absolutely. there's, I mean, we have, we have three, we have three tracks with our users. Um, we want you to get into the gym. Yes. Spoiler alert. At some point, <laughs> maybe not immediately, but at some point. Right. I'm, I know everybody hates the gym. And I, I'm one of them, or I used to be one of them. But there is equipment there that you need. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, uh, so we, we work with people to slowly acclimate into the gym, overcome some of their, their reservations about it. We also work with people on diet. This is not just an exercise program. Diet is critical. And also these quick change everything, go from eating McDonald's every day to packing your meals every day. That's not reasonable. There, and there aren't many trainers or even, you know, well-meaning nutritionists who are like, yes, it's okay that you eat McDonald's tomorrow. But if, if we're moving forward, I don't particularly care. You know, as long as we're making changes and I feel like you're on the right track. So exercise is a track for us. Diet is a track for us. Uh, nutrition. And then the third track is awareness. We want you to become more aware of how you're feeling and how it affects your life, uh, how fitness affects you, how you feel about your ability. 
Yeah. Um, and that's stuff that can come, like you said, from conversation with your trainer. And I, I wanted to jump in earlier and say, um, I don't think that what I am building is actually a threat to you. I think it's absolutely a threat to the bargain basement trainers at most global gym, you know, most, you know, national gyms, um, even some, some regional gyms. I don't think it's the, what the problem I'm trying to solve is Eric, there aren't enough of you in the world, good trainers. And it's too easy to masquerade as a good trainer. That's um, truth. For, for everyone to get the help they need. I'm just trying to, to say, to give people alternative. You know, a lot of the people work with us, they honestly would prefer to work out alone. Even the guys that I've trained at the gym before personally, um, uh, even the girls I've trained as well, like they, they don't really want someone else they're breathing down their neck. It's not helping, you right. know? And one of the biggest moments for me was when uh, my trainer, Jason, just sent me into the gym. No, I won't be there. You have to go by yourself. And I was terrified. But, but it was part of my growth. It was hard, but I was ready for it, and I got over it. Um, and so, you know, it, I'm not saying what I'm building is for everyone. I am saying there's a, there's a lot of people who immediately are interested in the idea of, well, yeah, I could do something every day, especially if we're building up to things. You know, I don't yeah. know that I can make an appointment every week at the same time. Exactly. Uh, and quite frankly, you know, most of these, you know, most of the larger gyms, if you sign up for personal training, which I do not recommend that you do, um, at a larger gym, they won't even promise you the same trainer every time. No, right. Um, you're, what what well, you're getting they can't. is a gym. They can't. A gym. Yeah. What, what you're getting is a gym babysitter. Hey, you, you're going to pay a lot of money, quite frankly. It's a bad value. You're going to pay a lot of money for someone to stand near you and tell you what to do. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's not a, you know, personal training by and large is not very personal. Um, and they're really not that great at trainers. <laughs> a lot of them, you know, they're, 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 you know, they're peddling the latest gimmick. Um, and you know, they'd rather be at home quite frankly. And you know, and if, I mean, you know, this, what most trainers get paid, it's, it's, it's a crime. I mean, like well, they, at those it's places not, especially, yeah, uh, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean like you're, you know, there is not all personal trainers are created equal. No, um, not. and I'm trying to create a better mass market solution. And maybe somebody uses our product for six months. You know, I mean, I hope there are no investors listening, but maybe somebody uses our product for six months and realizes they really would like someone. But at this point, they're going in six months smarter, better, stronger. They know what to yeah, ask for. Exactly. They're more aware of their own limitations. They're coming into you far better prepared to benefit from what you offer. Yep. Um, you know, when I, I had my, my very personal, very attentive, very, you know, guide-like, very, you know, Mr. Miyagi-like <laughs> trainer, for four months. And when he, you know, went to go off to serve the country, um, I actually ended up paying a, an exorbitant amount of money. It was like $400 a month for a distance coach um, who had a tremendous amount of very specific advice and was amazing for me at that stage of my journey. Um, but for me to have paid him at the beginning of my journey would have been stupid. Right. Because I would not have been benefiting from any, it's like going to graduate school without going to undergrad. You know, like you don't have any of the baseline stuff you need for this. So it's, uh, we're also trying to create a trainer that can grow with you. Um, and quite frankly, I'm trying to build a trainer that is not beholden to a single program, beholden to a single diet plan. You know, I'm not peddling intermittent fasting. Um, but I'll absolutely help you try it if you want to try it out. I'll keep you accountable to it. We'll talk about it. I'll get you prepared for it. I'll, we'll evaluate together if, if I think that's a bad idea for you. 
Um, you know, it's, it gives me a lot of freedom to just keep the individual engaged and excited and moving forward when I'm not selling a very specific program. Um, yeah. 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 I think you hit all the nails on the head, man. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, look, look, Jonathan, if, if anybody has any more questions, comments, concerns, where is the best way to reach you? Absolutely. So, so two things I would say. We are, we are currently, uh, uh, we have a waiting list for, for new users. And if you, are, if you are all interested in what I talked about or you want to try it out, um, we would absolutely love to have you. You can go to jonathanai.com um, and, uh, and sign up for the waiting list there. Um, and I'd also just love to hear from you. If you want to, if you want to email me, I'd love to hear from you and hear your thoughts and, and hear about your journey and your story. Um, you can email me at the letter J at jonathanai.com. Perfect. I'm writing all that down right now. Awesome, <laughs> man. Awesome. This is really good stuff. And I, I think, uh, you know, we, I think we did a lot better on staying on track than each of us thought we would at the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, so yeah. I, I, I appreciate the info and I hope people do reach out and um, I'd like to have you back on once, uh, once your beta test finishes up and you can maybe give us some Great. more solid data. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Jonathan. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com. Make sure to check back every Tuesday and Thursday for more fitness candor.